The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Down for the count with Brandon Medina and Dan Cialata. All right, we don't know if we are on. This is down for the counts. I cannot hear the radio station, but I think Pledge can hear me. I hope Brandon Big Poppy Medina can hear me. I hope San Antonio wrestling fans can hear us every Thursday night right here on Down for the Count, your ESPN San Antonio wrestling show. What's up, Brandon? What's up, man? Can you hear me? I out, think Dan? so. We are a professional uh, organization here, about as professional as I would say, okay. circa 2003 WCW under the uh, wise direction of Vince Russo writing team. That's fair. That's fair, Dan. Now, listen. Obviously, this is this is the world we live in now. This is this is the COVID world of of crazy mess ups with Wi-Fi electronics. ESPN has fallen uh, exactly to the, the the same knife as the rest of us on on death of Zoom and stuff like that. However, it's always beautiful to see you guys on Thursday. L- let's hit the reset on this. You want to reset? Hey, we got off to a, we got off to a bumpy start. Let's hit the reset. Well, we can get off more than once. Down for the count with Brandon Medina and Dan Cialata. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Brandon Big Poppy Medina, uh, he must have stared at Medusa, not Medusa the wrestler, but Medusa the Greek goddess, because Brandon looks frozen there. James Pledger, are, are you are you seeing Brandon there? Well, I see him, but he's not moving, he's not talking, he's not interacting, he's being very lazy on the show right now, and I don't appreciate what he's doing. Maybe he's going full heel on us. And maybe we need to get uh, Paul Bearer to come voice for him or John Heyman or something like that. But I don't know what's going on with Brandon Big Poppy Medina as he is frozen on my screen and not talking to us in the slightest. All right. Well, I'm just going to have a beer and kind of hang out here. James Pledger. James Pledger in the gorilla position at ESPN San Antonio. You know, maybe Brandon Medina. Maybe he was watching those old wrestling videos and he saw Stone Cold Steve Austin. So he said, I'm going to do my best impression of someone who's Stone Cold dead. So frozen there. Hopefully we get Brandon (laughs) back very soon. We're trying our best here in terms of these uh, COVID restrictions, trying to do the social distancing. And somebody, James Pledger, who is Uh doing some unfortunate distancing from World Wrestling Entertainment is a wrestler named Zelina Vega. Uh, Her real name is Thea Trinidad, and she was recently released from World Wrestling Entertainment. Actually, on Friday afternoon, or early Friday morning, sorry, early Friday evening, uh, shortly before SmackDown went on the air. And James Pledger, she got one of those dreaded uh, press releases that said, we wish you luck in your future endeavors. We know what that's like in radio, right? (laughs) We work in an industry where every now and then, you know, you'll just get a notice. Oh, by the way, um, yeah. uh, your entire uh, radio station, you know, half the country of the company shutting down. Oops. <laughs> uh, be sure to leave as soon as possible. So that happened to Zelina Vega. Now, 
Uh, it looks like she may have actually asked for her release, though, Pledger, because she was a, she was in this ongoing fight with WWE. And I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Pledger, but WWE superstars, WWE wrestlers are considered independent contractors. Now, Pledger, yeah. when do I they say, have no compete clauses? Yeah, like radio that's what So let's let's think let's think about words here. Just in general, before we get into wrestling, when you think of the word independent, what comes to mind when you hear the word independent? Uh, someone that uh, does something for themselves is self-sufficient, self-reliant. Yeah. Do these sound like uh, key buzzwords or uh, corporate synergy type words that I've been Corpor- using properly? Corporate synergy is a is a is a buzzword. So, what would you imagine? What kind of freedoms would you imagine in, in any? In any arena, whether it be wrestling, any other sport, or acting, or just a corporate environment, what would you expect out of someone who is labeled a an independent contractor? What kind of freedoms do you think they would have? Well, if I'm an independent contractor, I would imagine as an independent contractor, I have the ability to move around as I see fit because I am working for myself for different companies. Okay, so if I hired you, let's just say I was in charge here at ESPN San Antonio, and I said, James Pledger, you are an, an, an independent contractor. Yes. However, however, uh, I'm going to tell you when to work, how to work, and you can't work for any other radio stations. And by the way, I'm going to give you a new name. It's going to be your character name. So I will own that. But if you think you're going to do some other work with your real name, I also own your real name. Would you feel like an independent contractor that doesn't sound like very much like an independent anything that sounds doesn't like sa- i've signed a contract to be part of a corporation exactly and that's exactly how wwe unfortunately treats their wrestlers they treat them as independent contractors they don't treat them like employees Hi, they say hey you're in you're independent but you gotta do what we say when we say it and zelina vega apparently the final straw with her contract status with wwe was that she started one of those only fans accounts and james pledger uh, you know brandon big poppy medina's here we may have to investigate uh for corporate and uh you know for journalistic purposes i should say uh I mean, Vegas, it feels only like something that accounts. needs some extra research into james pledger can you reach in that drawer and find uh the espn san antonio credit card and if you can just uh you know, don't say it on the radio because that'd be ridiculous. But if you can write down that 16 digit ESP in San Antonio credit card number so that Brandon Big Poppy Medina here could um, start his OnlyFans account and go uh, see what Zelina Vega's got going on there. Apparently, WWE did not like that. Brandon, is this a bunch of crap or what? <laughs> he's speechless. And he's frozen again. He's frozen. You know, Brandon, man. I mean, you're really, you're really tying him up tonight. I mean, everything you've asked him has left him speechless and befuddled. I think so. He should just, you know, Brandon, why don't you just call us, call the damn radio station, 210-656-3776. Maybe we'll give you some wrestling tickets or something for being a great listener. Thank you very much, Brandon, for calling us. Maybe, you know, um, he's working on that OnlyFans account and... You know, he's just having some cross modulization with his laptop. Maybe he's got Selena Vega's OnlyFans account open, and that is causing restrictions with his uh, StreamYard feed here. I don't well, know. You know. I'm just like, coming uh, up you with know, Brandon speculations. Some, he opened some browsers, and about 80, 80 pop-ups popped up, and he's trying to close them all right now. <laughs> There's things autoplay and everything. 
Brandon, man, you need to investigate that uh, OnlyFans account later on for Zelina Vega, Brandon. I think uh, to he's, figure out. I think he's frozen again. To figure out exactly <laughs> if if you're if you're not watching right now on Facebook, the the look the frozen look on Brandon Medina's face. Uh, looks, he looks like, like he's enjoying an OnlyFans account. <laughs> he looks like he's he's deep in the investigation of the Zelina Vega OnlyFans. So deep in the OnlyFans. <laughs> I need to take a screenshot of this. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry this will be on twitter at some point tonight at dftc <laughs> he looks like he looks like look, look, uh, he looks like he like looks the so happy of a person that's what he looks like <laughs> he looks so incredibly happy right now it's like it's his birthday and he just opened up like the toy he'd been wanting all year long <laughs> so anyway it's so so, oh my God! So, um, so Brandon. <laughs> so Brandon, are so, you looking at that screenshot right now? I, I, Is that I, just, the I can't. I can't. I need to. I need to regain my composure here. So, so let's just it's get back breath, to business. Give some pleasures. So, Selena Vega was released from WWE for starting an OnlyFans account. So, uh. She now you're scaring me with, with your with your frozen <laughs> face there, James Pleasure. So, but but on a serious note, we can be serious here. Is it right for WWE to call people independent contractors when they basically run their life? Oh, absolutely not. Not if you're an independent contractor. That's the whole point of being an independent contractor is having the freedoms to do certain things. If you're going to parse it as such, you should be allowed the freedoms that come with that. If you're going to sign them as what the rules of the WWE were entailing, you are actually signing someone to an actual contract and they should be held to those standards if that's the case. Now, and if you compare WWE the way they own people to like, let's just say a company like AEW or NWA, they are companies, okay, all these wrestling companies know that they, they compete against each other, but they let their wrestlers do independent shows on the side if they can. So, for instance, if you work for AEW, your primary wrestling company will be AEW, but if they have no uh, matches for you, you can still do independent shows on your own, make money on the side with you know independent independent bookings where you can't do in WWE. Now, Brandon Big Poppy Medina, it looks like he's back from, uh, <laughs> from doing his research on the Zelina Vega Maybe. OnlyFans Uh, okay can you hear this guy Pledger? i think he has to turn his mic on it's radio 101 brandon how long have you been doing this no okay not this long guy enough, apparently this guy pleasure okay here's what we'll do pleasure how about how about we, we go to break we'll, do we have we'll to? Try to this this train wreck is actually extremely entertaining especially if you're watching on facebook live as it appears nope nope he hasn't frozen yet i don't think maybe <laughs> oh, yes he, now has. he just turned into an egg <laughs> Now this, we got a Twitter egg just bullying us on StreamYard. That's what's okay, happening. Here, it's here's a Twitter egg. If, if, if any of the ESPN managers are, are, are listening here, I think us actually being in studio together and risking COVID would be better than trying to do these Zoom meetings on the radio. I mean, they've been working up until right now. I don't know what Brandon's been doing. Brandon, what are you doing? <laughs> the only fans accounts are shutting down everything guys
<laughs> we and thank you for thinking voice. about it for, for, for 20 seconds before you answered. It. <laughs> Maybe want to do a speed test over there on your on your on your 1200 baud dial-up modem you got there from 1991. <laughs> I think My you God, have okay. mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. You need to hang up, Brandon, and reconnect to Prodigy, and then we can get things going <laughs> here. So let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Pledger, let's go ahead and take a break. We got Mike Mayer hopefully coming in. Maybe he'll have some kind of some kind of coherent Better stream internet. going on here. Maybe he'll have some internet. Uh, let's see if internet made it out to Southern California. I'm da- Dangerous Dan Cialana. He's Big Poppy Brandon Medina apparently out there. James Pledger running the gorilla position. This is Down for the Count, your ESPN San Antonio wrestling show on 1250 ESPN San Antonio 94.5 FM and on the go at ESPNSA.com. Is Drew McIntyre about to fall to the three most dangerous letters in all of sports entertainment? Here we go. And for the RKO, Claymore! Claymore! Here we go. Drew McIntyre has taken back the WWE title. Here's your win. And the new WWE champion, Drew McIntyre. And unbelievably to set out to achieve his goal of regaining the WWE Championship. It is down for the counts. Your ESPN San Antonio Wrestling Show. I'm Dangerous Dan Cialana, joined on Prodigy Dial-Up. With my tag team partner, Brandon Big Pop and Medina, James Pledger running the gorilla position. And we are very lucky right now to be joined all the way from sunny Southern California from the Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast, Mike Mayer. How you doing, man? What's going on? I, I hear all this talk about internet issues, so I hope that this doesn't... Uh... Well, cause Brand- anymore yeah brandon Good just kind of freezes guys. every now and then because uh, i don't know if you heard the last segment but we were discussing i i, I came I, I was at backstage for like oh. five minutes and i was i, I didn't know what i was walking i'm into. sorry i'm sorry to hear oh, that you know we were we were discussing the zelina vega only fans and brandon froze <laughs> because i think he had 80, seemed like an interesting time to freeze there, i think he so had yeah. 80 uh yeah. pop-ups up there but okay something's gonna pop up this sunday survivor series i know everybody Everybody on screen right now and everybody listening right now is super pumped for the best ever of the wrestling pay-per-view Survivor Series. Am I correct? No. I, I, I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is, I mean, if you're talking about, they talk about the big four in terms of the pay-per-views. Survivor Series used to be a, a really big deal. Yeah. But, and I, I, the last time I came on with you guys, I told you I am over this Raw versus SmackDown thing and the build to this has been just disappointing because there these teams aren't even filled out for the elimination matches we still don't even know and the build on the raw side has been weird where you've got the whole team doesn't like each other you had another title change with drew which i like because they kind of actually that's the one thing they invested in is drew versus roman they they planted the scene on smackdown they went through with the title change on raw so i'm looking forward to that match outside of that like these champions, maybe New Day and Street Profits is going to be interesting because they're they're kind of the mirror images of each other in terms of the tag team division. The rest of this is just like a whole bunch of meh to me. That's it, it's just like it goes to show you Survivor Series as a pay per view in terms of like Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, and WrestleMania. 
I mean, Taker is obviously the big part of this is the selling point of this show, right? So, uh, but in terms of the big four pay-per-views, Survivor Series has never really been for years like a must-watch event. And I don't know how you guys feel about this. Now, Brandon, are, are you interested in seeing anything this Sunday at Survivor Series besides The Undertaker's supposedly final farewell? Yeah, well, I got to be careful. Obviously, seeing Zelina Vega's OnlyFans really ruined up uh, my my complete internet connection. Um, all those all those wrestling OnlyFans ones and also all the AEW streams are really starting to catch up to me, huh, Dan? So, uh, all all those guys. illegal streams you're doing. Yeah, all, right. all that illegal Listen. stuff you're doing on your computer, man. That's, Listen, that's with your internet. Word, yeah. word to the wise people, always going in Edo mode just so we're all clear. <laughs> However, from talking about uh, the... Listen, whenever, whenever we're talking about the big four, Royal Rumble is probably my favorite, but you gotta Okay. <laughs> Brandon goes out again. All right. Okay. I see, I, I see how that first segment went, and I can kind of get an idea of what's you guys. Yeah. Uh, what I said is, would you guys not agree Royal Rumble is the best of the top four? I would. I would say oh, it's definitely Survivor Series is the worst. Whatever it is, it's yeah, the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Survivor Series is definitely. <laughs> I mean, so in some cases, people don't even th th put money in the bank. Ahead of Survivor Series in a lot of cases, like well, would you wouldn't you agree, Dan? Like Money in the Bank has seemingly mattered a lot more in the grand scheme of WWE and how they book. With that that briefcase has meant more. Like these elimination matches, like the Alliance, and you look back at two thousand one or, or like some of these great elimination matches. Like the first Elimination Chamber was at a, at a Survivor Series. Like the luster of this show is gone, and I think part of it is because they went to this Raw versus SmackDown format and made this like a bragging rights thing, and they keep changing rosters, so it's hard to get invested in like brand loyalty and brand supremacy because it's like Braun Strowman and Sheamus were on SmackDown two months ago. Right, and we had Drew McIntyre. And, and Drew McIntyre, like, Drew McIntyre wasn't the champion, and, and now all of a sudden he's the champion again. He shouldn't have lost right. it. If, that was, if this was their end game to have him face Roman at Survivor Series... The whole time, which I, I honestly, the way WWE planned stuff, I don't know what their plan was, but taking the title off of Drew just for the sake of, okay, let's give him another title reign, just didn't really make any sense. So a lot of stuff that's kind of questionable heading into Sunday. All right, we'll try to get Brandon back from the OnlyFans uh, world, but we got Mike Mayer <laughs> from Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast. Now, Mike, do you think it was actually the plan the entire time? to have Drew McIntyre regain the WWE Championship and face Roman I, Reigns because I don't think it was because I don't think that WWE thinks more than three weeks ahead. Well, that's actually a good point because after I saw the interaction that they had on SmackDown, I honestly thought, hey, they're, they've got a backup plan going in place and maybe this is their WrestleMania match. And th that's the way it felt. Like it, it, people, and I was interacting with people on Twitter and social media and everybody was hyped up about this. Like, man, this is the biggest match they can do right now in house outside of the obvious, like pipe dream or some it's, I don't know if it's a pipe dream, but having the obvious rock versus Roman match, which clearly they want to do. I just don't know how feasible it is given the uncertainty with the pandemic. And obviously the rock is one of the busiest human beings working today. So like it's, Obviously, Big E's been thrown in there, but I don't know what they're doing with him. So what it felt like on SmackDown was that was 
hey, we're planting seeds for potentially something at WrestleMania. Whereas like just kind of get just kind of getting out in front of it just in case, you know, the plans that they want to have don't come to fruition. Now, Mike, I, I'm old enough to remember when Survivor Series, all the matches were elimination matches, four on four matches. Uh, those are real long matches of 40 minutes. And I don't, I don't think anybody these days in 2020 would sit through uh, a bunch of elimination matches. And I'm also I also remember I don't know if you remember, but they actually got to a point where Survivor Series, they weren't even really doing the elimination yeah. matches at all. And I think they actually need to go back to that because it seems like maybe for nostalgia reasons or just just Vince McMahon's stubbornness that they, they oh, we got to do the elimination matches. We got to do the brand versus brand. But like, like we always say, nobody cares about the brand split, especially these days when both Raw and SmackDown are on the same, uh, they're in the same building. <laughs> so it's like they're not well, even traveling. These people stay in the same hotel. Every day, and, you know, and, it doesn't and, make any sense. Well, and like I said, the changes are an issue too. And it's like, like there isn't really a brand slip because like I said, they're not traveling. There isn't really anything like they try to play up this whole thing of like, oh, it's USA has the rights to raw and NBC Universal. They have the rights to raw and Fox has the rights to SmackDown. And they're trying to make it like this. Oh, this battle between television companies and just make it that it's not that. And when you're changing these things up and obviously shorten rosters because a lot of people didn't want to work, didn't feel it was safe. There's just so many questions. And then you made this draft a month ago, I think, right? It was early October, late September. They, yeah. made, they, they made these roster changes. And some of these people who are filling out these rosters were on different brands a month ago. So, this loyalty and this brand supremacy, like even in the previous years, they actually tried to play it up where they were invading each other. They're not even doing that this year. Like last there's year, no, there's Ed, no one to invade because they all no work in the same place. They all work, <laughs> well, for one, they work in the same place, but for two, <laughs> these people haven't had enough loyalty and haven't been on the same show for long enough to even care. Right. So it's just, so it's just like you act like okay, Sheamus and AJ Styles and Braun Strowman and Riddle, they were all on SmackDown a, right. a month ago. So it's like the loyalty that they have to Raw, it's like, okay. And I mean, but I'm with you. I think there needs to be some sort of stakes outside of the brand supremacy. Like a perfect example, Team Authority versus Team Stina. That was six years ago. One of the better matches. And it had stakes in it because it actually had you invested in the story that they were trying to tell and that the authority was going to be out of power or John Cena and his team were going to get fired. There was real stakes there. The invasion in 2001, like those Survivor Series matches where you have a long invested story that you're trying to tell within the match and the stakes could have ramifications on the roster. That's what we're looking for. This is just filler. That's what it is. And that's what's frustrating about seeing this build because this was formerly a really great pay-per-view. I think it's the second longest running pay-per-view that WWE has going outside of WrestleMania. So there's prestige to it, and obviously with The Undertaker involved, but yeah, it's just a whole bunch of mad, like I said. Now, just a couple more minutes left here with uh, Mike Mayer from the Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast. So this Sunday, Survivor Series, we talked about how we don't like really like the buildup, but is there any matches, Mike, that you see on the uh, on the card for this Sunday that you're actually looking forward to? Um, To be honest with you, I'm looking forward to Drew versus Roman, because I, I, I think the match at Mania... Uh, back in uh, New York, WrestleMania 35, could have been a lot better. I think they kind of just wanted to ease Roman back in 
after uh, coming back from leukemia. But that was an interesting build, and Drew, they kind of tried to make it. But now, like, the intensity that you saw on SmackDown, that got me hyped up. It's it's honestly the best match that they can do right now. They're doing it at Survivor Series. You know what? Had they not done Sasha and Asuka already, uh, I would have been uh, a lot more invested. It'll be a great match, but we saw it so much over the summer, and they beat it to death where... I'm like, okay, it'll be a great match, but I'm not necessarily like looking forward to that. And, and like I said, I'm kind of looking forward to see seeing what happens with the New Day and the Street Profits, two of the most entertaining tag teams going right now. Um, and guys who are very alike in just their styles in the ring and like just their personalities. I think the contrast of that is going to be really interesting. So, um, yeah, but at the top of my list would honestly be Drew Roman. On, on Facebook, Christopher Lewis says Survivor Series used to be badass with the four and four eliminations. Then the final big match where it could be six to four or maybe worse. And the cool names the teams had. I, I remember that. I remember like, you know, you'd have like the Hulkamaniacs or the Ultimate Warriors. I remember that from when I was a kid. So now you said they're kind of beating it to death. And speaking of, speaking of beating it to death, we have someone on the phone here. Is this, is this our tag team partner, Brandon Big Poppy Medina? Listen, I don't need these jokes thrown on me right now. All right. <laughs> It is a, I'm ready for Friday. It is a tough Thursday. It is a tough Thursday indeed. I truly believe The Undertaker is playing mind games with me right now, messing up the internet connection. Yeah. yeah. The Undertaker, I mean, hey, he's based in Texas, man. So, like, hey, that could kind of make some sense. He's just screwing with your Wi-Fi. Yeah, maybe this is, maybe this is part of the storyline leading up to, to Survivor right. Series. Well, this is awesome, Brandon. I'm glad to have you on the phone here. So hopefully, hopefully both hands are on the phone. <laughs> Everything will be okay. Uh, since we got you here, since we got, we, we only got a couple more minutes with Mike here. Brandon, is there any matches that you're looking forward to this Sunday for WWE Survivor Series? Listen, before I get cut out again, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that you have uh, one guess of that question right there, and. Um, if you if you've been listening to the show, you guess correct is uh, absolutely not. Um, I have zero matches that I'm super excited for. I love Survivor <laughs> Series, but I am not excited for this whatsoever. Uh, there's zero matches I'm excited for. All of these are pee breaks, as me and Dan like to say. All of these are nacho breaks. But because we pay for the service, the one service I do pay for, um, I will be watching Survivor Series, of course. But nothing stands out to me. I'm just. I mean, what else am I going to do on a Sunday night? Oh, probably watch football as well. So I'll be flipping through those, but definitely going to be uh, a pretty good Sunday night game going on. There's a pretty good Sunday night game going on Raiders and uh, chiefs. So, I mean, that's counter programming by the NFL. So I gotta, I gotta see what they do with taker, but really Roman and uh, drew is the only one that they're really building up to be exciting. I'm kind of over everything like you guys said. Um, I definitely think, Survivor Series used to have a lot of appeal, but that was because of the Taker comebacks and stuff. After this right. year, if this is truly the Undertaker's last year, I firmly believe Survivor Series does not make it to the top four pay-per-views of the year. All right. Now, Mike Mayer, we got to let you go here. How can we find you online? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at OffTheMike28 and follow my podcast, the Off the Mike Wrestling Podcast, at OTMikeWrestling. All right, Mike Mayer, thank you very much for joining us on whatever we're doing tonight. Why are we getting yeah, another one with good internet? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not going to ask him on the, right on the air if he can stay for another uh, segment. Other shows do that. It's can very, you hold through a, the very break? unprofessional. 
Yeah, Mike, can you hold through the break? I hate to do this to you. Or do you got to go? I, I, you have I, another no, show to do? I, 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 no, I, I got nothing to do. I'm happy to hang around. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love when someone publicly tells me I'll hang out with you longer because I got yeah, nothing to do. What a guy. What a guy. Okay, so we will stick with Mike Mayer on StreamYard, Brandon Big Poppy Medina on the phone, James Pledger at the gorilla position. I don't even know where I am right now, but my name is Dangerous Dan Cialana. This is your Thursday night wrestling show down for the count on 1250 ESPN San Antonio, 94.5 FM, and on the go at ESPNSA.com slash wrestling. It is down for the count. Your ESPN San Antonio Wrestling Show. Pledger. Let's hit the next clip. Let's hit it. Thunder Rosa deserved better. She didn't deserve to be assaulted in the middle of a title match for the world championship. That will not be easily forgotten, I would assume. Oh, no. oh man, what a shot. And Brits, Brits out at ringside. How brazen can you get? Did she think? Did the doctor think there wouldn't be a house call on the other side? That this woman's going to forgive and forget this quickly? And Thunder Rosa is just the, the referee corps coming to the ring trying to restrain Thunder Rosa, but she is laying in shots on Dr. Britt Baker. Baker covering up, trying to protect herself. Boy, Dr. Baker thinks she's the baddest bitch on the block. Oh, watch it, they're not done! That was last night, AEW Dynamite. Uh, San Antonio girl Thunder Rosa was trying to get back her NXT, not NXT, NWA Women's World Championship from Serena Deeb, but through some uh, inter- interference by Dr. Britt Baker, uh, she was not able to retain. So I'm not sure if you had a chance, Mike, uh, to watch AEW last night, but... What do you think of this idea, this whole uh, kind of budding rivalry between former NWA women's champion Thunder Rosa and Dr. Britt Baker over at AEW? I, I like this because um, there, there's there been some question about where Thunder Rosa was going to end up. Like there were some rumors circulating that maybe WWE might uh, pick her up. And there's just a lot of question about that. And like this NWA uh, women's world championship match against Serena Deeb, who, by the way, having a great career resurgence. So that's really cool. Yeah. To see. Remember her from the days of the, the straight edge society, man. So like, it's good to see her uh, getting a chance to shine uh, with that NWA title. But in terms of AEW, they need a shot in the arm in their women's division right now, because look, I like Hikaru Shida and Nyla Rose is great too. The women's division is it's just not good right now in AEW. It's the weakness of AEW right now. So what do you do if you want to put a, a, just light a fire underneath of it? You do something like this and put a big angle with Thunder Rosa, one of the most accomplished. I know she's in your guys' backyard, one of the most accomplished wrestlers right now, and seemingly going to be a budding free agent. Put, put him up against what seemingly is AEW's like number one outside of Hikaru Shida, your number one, what they wanted to build the women's division around in Britt Baker. And they've been trying to make her a big deal for the longest time, the heel turn that she had and like passing notes to Tony Schiavone and then the injury. And then she had the weird match with, um, um, with a uh, big swole. So yeah, at the I, dentist's I, office, at the, at the dentist's office. So 
look, if you're going to do something to like light a fire in this women's division, I really like this because it puts Brit on it on a pedestal, and it, and you know what, it it gets. It, it puts Thunder Rosa in a really interesting feud here because, like you said, you could really sense the animosity and the physicality. Like they, they just didn't like each other because there was stuff on Twitter. Like, there's some real stuff here that maybe it, they could turn this into something that could really like move along this women's division that really, like I said, needs a kick in the arm. Now, Mike Mayer from uh, Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast. I, I don't know if you've ever been to San Antonio. And I have not. You have not. Okay, beautiful. so you've never you've never met a San Antonio Latina woman. All right. So Thunder Rosa is a San Antonio Latina and Brandon Big Poppy Medina tag team partner on the phone. Yeah, don't mess with those San Antonio Hispanic women. Is that correct? Absolutely. I mean, look what happens when they start messing with your internet connection. Um, you end up on the phone on ESPN San Antonio. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. That's, they are, they are the, 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 the tried and true enigma of the San Antonio culture. We, we play hard. We work hard. But, yeah, the San Antonio women of here, of course, uh, definitely have that fighting spirit, which I think plays well into good old wrestling. And the thing is, you know, if you grow up in San Antonio, if you're a woman who grows up in San Antonio, uh, now Thunder Rosa did not grow up in San Antonio, but she spent a lot of time here. Now, Brandon, that that fight last night between Thunder Rosa and Dr. Britt Baker, that looks like a fight you can see pretty much any Friday night outside of Whataburger. Is that correct? Absolutely. I think I heard... Uh, JR, did he call her the baddest bitch in town? Is that what I heard? I, I think so. I, I, well, I think he said that Dr. Britt Baker thinks she's the baddest bitch in town. Uh, wow. But, yeah, you don't want to say that in front of Thunder Rosa because Thunder Rosa is a very confident person. So, you know what? I'm still Absolutely. a little scared of her. A little scared of her a little yeah. bit. But I, but I think you're, you're going to get that same comment outside of a Whataburger at 2 a.m. when they're fighting as well. So very, very uh, solid analogy there by Dan Cialana, professional as can be. Well, I'll ask both of you. I'll ask Mike first. Uh, you know, I, I do enjoy seeing the NWA Women's Championship uh, being defended on AEW television and on pay-per-view. And I do enjoy seeing cooperation between NWA and AEW. But does that speak to the kind of the, the shallowness of the AEW women's roster that they have to bring in women from other organizations? What do you think, Mike? I mean, you got a point there. And... I like I hate knocking on like any division or anything in terms of like because these people there's talented people obviously behind the scenes. I think Kenny Omega is has a role in this women's division. And there's talented people there. Like they they've had talented people in that division. It's just for whatever reason, it just hasn't worked yet. Like there I mean, when um uh Riho was champion, like it was interesting for a while, but it's like it wasn't like something that they got, they seemed to really invest the fans in. Like everybody was seemingly invested in like the top level feuds with what everything that was going on with the elite or Chris Jericho or John Moxley. And they haven't really put the time in. It's kind of, I'll, I'll make, give you guys a comparison. It's kind of how WWE treats the tag team division, to be honest with you. Mm. Basically, what it is, it's just like they don't allow us to care enough and give us these stories that are even really remotely interesting. What sucks is like there's so much talent. So I think it's great that they have a relationship with NWA, but at the same time, you've got to invest in your stars so that way people can actually really care about that division because Britt Baker's great and she's got a chance to be a star, but you've got to put more in there and, and give, give her more. And just like the rest of the division, it's just like it's a Karoshita, it's Nyla Rose. 
Uh, I think Penelope Penelope Ford, but she doesn't even she isn't really even wrestling. She's with Kip Sabian as like the valet, and then you've got uh, Miro with them too. So it's just like the women's division definitely needs some work. So who knows like what it means, but it, it's definitely not a good look to have another organization's champion wrestling on your show when you already have a women's world champion on that brand. So hopefully they fix it. That's a good point. I want to ask Brandon here. Brandon, do you think that it diminishes or even confuses the kind of prominence of the AEW Women's Championship uh, for AEW to be bringing in the NXT Women's Championship and having that, or sorry, the uh, NWA Women's Championship and having the NWA Women's Championship defended and being prominent on AEW television? So I think that was definitely a loaded question right there, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I definitely do think it diminishes. I don't think it disrespects the champion, but I think it diminishes and confuses fans. That was the big thing. If you guys remember, you know, back what, a year and a half ago when AEW had their first uh, exciting announcement that they were going to become a company, the big questions was, what does this mean for Ring of Honor? What does this mean for New Japan Pro Wrestling? Uh, coming from New Japan, the Kenny Omegas, you know, the Chris Jericho's, um, and then the Ring of Honor, of course, you had... Uh, the Young Bucks that were doing everything over there, you had um, constant Bullet Club affiliates over there. And so I think now that we have the NWA coinciding with, um, you know, AEW, it definitely throws some confusion. I mean, if you were to see Kenny Omega pop up on NXT, you'd be like, what the hell is going on? Uh, now, obviously, those are two major players, but I do think it confuses fans, and if anything, it can be looked at as disrespectful to Hikaru Shida um, who I think might be one of the best female wrestlers on the planet and definitely the best in the business in AEW. We confuse fans every Thursday night at 7 p.m. talking wrestling. I'm Dangerous Dan Cialana here with my tag team partner, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. Mike Mayer from the Off the Mic podcast also joining us. We have James Pledger running the gorilla position. This is Down for the Count, your wrestling show on 1250 ESPN San Antonio 94.5 FM and on the go at ESPNSA.com slash wrestling. Women's Championship. I'm Dangerous Dan Cialana here with my tag team partner, Brandon Big Poppy Medina, on the phone, I think, because his prodigy dial up is down. We're also here joined by Mike Mayer from the Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast. And Mike, did you get a chance to watch this uh, great match last night on NXT, Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley? Fantastic. It, it was fantastic. Like, it's the women's division in NXT, like we were talking about the AEW, and I'm not trying to knock. The women's division in, in NXT is just insane. It's just insane. They brought Ember Moon back. You got Tony Storm now. Like this match, like two of the best in NXT. And EO is just operating since she won the title. She's just operating on a different level than so many other. Like, I mean, heck, you could put her on the main roster. I honestly would love to add EO Shirai to that match between Asuka and Sasha Banks on Sunday. I would kill mm. to see that triple threat match. 
Like, I wish they were doing this and they implemented NXT into this this year because there would be a lot of interesting scenarios that you would throw out there. Although seeing Leon Ruff potentially be in, <laughs> in, 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 in uh, against the other world champions would be uh, or the, the secondary champions, the U.S. champion and uh, the Intercontinental champion. Seeing that happen would be a little bit weird. That storyline's a little bit interesting, but I, I love this match. I mean, Rhea, I, I've honestly thought that she kind of she kind of got a little bit screwed this year in terms of having to defend the title against Charlotte. She didn't get it in front of a crowd, um, but she's handled herself really well. They've built her up pretty nicely through a couple of other secondary feuds, and this match with Io was just tremendous, like really well worked, um, and what I completely expected from these two. Like It was really well done and just a great way to cap off a really good episode of NXT, and it didn't even end there, so it was a really great match. Someone who may be handling himself right now, Brandon Big Poppy Medina on the phone. Did you get a chance, Brandon, to see this match last night between Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley on NXT? No, actually, guys, I did not get a chance to. Um, I was I was focused on uh, some other personal things on my fiance and the baby and stuff. However, I did see a little bit of it on uh, little highlights here and there, then also on Twitter. I know Twitter was a buzz, and I think going back to you know Mike's point a little bit about. NXT not being involved in Survivor Series. Do we know why? Is there like a reason why? I mean, because they were involved last year, correct? They were. I look so, here, like, here's my thing. Here's my thing, and I think part of the reason why the, part of the reason why it even happened last year was because of the move to USA, and they wanted to make it seem like NXT. Okay, they're going to two hours. They're not taped anymore. They wanted to make it a bigger deal, but like, why not do it again? I, I don't I don't get it. Like it, it it's because it's it's a hot brand. There's a lot of good wrestlers on that show. Um, heck, some of the people who are on the Raw and SmackDown teams were on. They were on the NXT team last year. So it's just like take a look at your roster and just be like, these guys are gonna help build up your main roster. So I'm with you, Brandon. I don't I don't get it. There's there's no real reason why, well, and I just don't understand. <laughs> right, and well, I think also you I mean, you look at the NXT talent. Could it be, and I'm just saying, of course, guys, this is just hypothetical, could it be that the NXT talent is lower or below par of what we saw last year? Last year you had the Shayna Baszlers, you had uh, Leo Rush throwback right there that was in there as well. Um, I'm going through, I mean, you had Undisputed Era, you had the Rhea Ripley's, Bianca Belair's, Kansler and Io Shirai's that are still there, but that was a triple threat match uh, for the, the, the five-on-five stuff. You had Adam Cole. All these people are still there. But could it be that without the Shayna Baszler's, without um, the excitement of, you know, Keith Lee there? I mean, it, could it be that, that they're below expectations to jump to a pay-per-view like that? It could be. It could, it could be. Like you said, Brandon, maybe maybe the WWE main roster looks at NXT and says, hey, you, you guys got a lot of rookies there. You guys got some work to do. That, that could be it. Or maybe here, here's a conspiracy theory. Here's a conspiracy theory built on absolutely nothing, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. So NXT behind the scenes obviously is run a lot differently than WWE. And it seems like being this tension, I'm not sure if Triple H is still uh, ahead, ahead of things behind the scenes at NXT, but NXT seems to be trying their, their best to try to teach WWE how to do a good wrestling show. Maybe NXT brass behind the scenes is resisting they're saying we don't want to be in survivor series because you're going to put us in some dumb match we don't want our wrestlers our talents our brand to be associated with 
a pay-per-view that nobody cares about. Mm-hmm. That's my conspiracy theory. That's There's an someone behind one. the scenes and, protecting NXT. And by extension of that, you don't they don't want their talent to be exposed on a bigger level to a Vince McMahon so that Vince McMahon will want to call them up. And we've seen with these call-ups that have happened in the past, WWE has done a really poor job right. in building up some of the guys that they have called up. I mean, Keith Lee felt like for a minute they might do something with him and he's kind of just just a guy right now and it sucks i mean matt riddle lost his first name i still call him matt riddle and they've they haven't really figured out what they were going to do with him so maybe that's part of this in like okay nxt just kind of going by extension of what you were saying dan is like they don't want to expose their good talents to the point where hey they might get pulled off their roster and they end up getting hurt on the main roster in the point where it's going to be hard to build them. Like, look at look at some of the people that they've brought up in this retribution faction with Dijakovic and um, Mia Yim. Like, it's 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 a it's a lost cause, and it's like you would want something so much better for those people. You don't want them to end up in something like that. So, I think that might be part of this too in the fact that they just don't want their talent to move up to the roster or to be in a position where they get moved up to the roster because they're in the best, the best position for a lot of these guys is frankly on NXT. And I know WWE doesn't want to hear that, but it's true. Yeah. We've even heard that uh, there was rumors this week that Aleister Black, the real life husband of Zelina Vega, who was released from WWE. Apparently he says, I want to go back to NXT. We obviously see Finn Balor went back to NXT as the NXT champion, Ember Moon went back to NXT and these days going quote going back to NXT doesn't have this same sort of like oh you got demoted type of thing and you even look at somebody like Tommaso Ciampa who says like hey I don't even want to go to the main roster he says that publicly so maybe a lot of people on NXT you know backstage are kind of resisting going listen let's make this actually the real brand split that people care about let's do like what they should have done when they bought WCW years ago, actually have two different shows, two different brands, two different products, two different styles on TV, instead of just doing just kind of a generic, you know, brand split or, or whatever. Brandon, are you there? Yes. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were going back on that Zelina Vega OnlyFans. Now, Brandon, we only got a couple minutes left here, but did you know, Brandon, I don't, you weren't even alive back then. 1995, today in wrestling history, 1995, Bret Hart defeats Diesel at the 1995 Survivor Series. How old were you, Brandon, at the 1995 Survivor Series? I was uh, being thought of. I was born 96. (laughs) You were born 1996? Yes, sir. Oh, my God. So you don't even remember this. Mike Mayer, do you remember this 1995 Survivor Series? I, I, I do. I, w- I was also, I've seen it on archive footage because I was only six years old when that happened. 1989, by the way. So uh, I'm, I'm a young man too. I was 15 years old at the 1995 Survivor Series. Okay, what about this? Year 2000, <laughs> November 19th, 2000, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Triple H ends in a no contest at the, no contest, excuse me, at the 2000 Survivor Series. You guys probably don't remember that either, do you? You were little kids, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. I feel old now. I feel old now. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're, well, we're happy to make you feel old, Dan. Thank you so much. All right, Mike. Just you only have a few more seconds. Dan, did you prefer Listen. Diesel or Kevin Nash in general? Uh, neither. 
<laughs> I won either. I won either of them. <laughs> Off the Mic Podcast, Mike Mayer, thank you very much for joining us. Tag team partner Brandon, Big Pop, and Medina. Thank you for joining us on various uh, platforms, including Phone, Prodigy, Care, Pigeon, whatever you did. James Pledger running the gorilla position. Thank you so much for, for doing that for us. We got through this. We got through this. And you can join us, uh, not for a couple weeks, because we're going to be off for Thanksgiving. Maybe fired. I don't know. It's down for the count. Go to our podcast, Twitter, at DFC. I don't know. Who cares? Find us online. I love you. Happy Thanksgiving. Follow Down for the Count on Twitter at DFTC Podcast.